With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to your fantasy football show. I'm your host, as usual, Guy Drinkle. And joining me this week is only one guest, and it's Jay. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, mate, it's all good. Uh, seems like forever since we last spoke over the uh, fantasy football podcast. So, yeah, happy new year to you. And we're back 2020 and another big year for the Reds, hopefully. The only problem with the starting the year like that, it's going to be difficult to top, apart from like winning stuff. But that fixture's not getting topped, especially for locals, I presume. Oh, no, no, no. And the fact, obviously, of it was our B slash under 20 team, e- whatever. E, e- team. <laughs> it, was, it was whether we had Lion Ram, Melwood, who win regular first team players. And they put their best team out and they got schooled by school kids. Uh, I went to work on Sunday night and bumped into a few blues. I didn't even have to say that and I just burst out laughing. And then I went in yesterday um, and just said hello to the rest of them. You don't, you don't even have to say anything. They're all coming up with excuses. And you mean, you've got you've got no excuse. You got beat by a gang of kids. And Adam Lallana was probably man of the match. And he's our seventh best midfielder. Um, says it all. And I'm sure everyone in the Liverpool universe has probably enjoyed all the outrage on Twitter and social media of all the blues, even the, the fun of... You know, let's all turn our backs so you never walk alone because that was probably what you should have spent 90 minutes doing because your team was shit. Um, and I imagine we're probably not going to include any Everton players in our fantasy football team, so Mark Roberts will be very pleased about that. Well, I have one, and he stopped scoring since I got him, so... Oh, no, I have two! Ugh. Oh? I have two, I'm sorry, Mark. Oh, that will explain your very unlofty position, I guess, in the... Mm. Uh, Anfield mm. Index Money League, which was obviously hotly topic of a uh, conversation over the Christmas period. It seems to have got quite feisty in terms of the points totals. Yeah, the, the, the Money League is not about coming first. It's about giving money to someone because you were never going to win it. That's what it's about. But I've done my job. Well, I've, I've stopped nah. Calvert-Lewin Calvert scoring. I'm taking an assist to that whoa, game whoa, the whoa. other day. Naf Phillips. Starts Calvert Lewin scoring. <laughs> that is true. That's and in true. the meantime, he crunched for Charleston into two, and then he didn't want to know for the rest of the game. True, uh, true. And for the first twenty minutes, I think Nat Phillips had concrete in his boots; he couldn't jump. That is very true. To be fair, mm. Richard, seriously though, Richardson's been okay since I've bought him. But meh. Yeah, um, if we are going to put it in a fancy context, the Ev have actually got some decent fixtures coming up. Yeah, um, but we'll take this. We'll, we can laugh. But, at the, we'll laugh on them first. Well, yeah, we'll always laugh at them. It'll, it'll never stop being a laugh. Um, and you know, the, 
what's the start? Is it like if we win all our games and City drop a couple, we can win at a Goodison? Is that something along them lines? Something isn't like it? that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, I still stand by the Etihad as the the way the one we're going to win it as. Um, but you know, if we if we could choose to win it anywhere, I think it'd probably be a probably sixty forty in favour of winning it at Goodison. Maybe the, obviously the local fans would probably win it there just to rub it into the wounds of poor Evertonians and then get a nice uh, guard of honour at the Etihad a couple of weeks later. But <laughs> <sighs> Beautiful. You, you say we're dreamers, but you know, our dreams are currently coming true and everything we want. I mean, it would do. It would suit up at, uh, sum up Everton quite well, that, to be honest. Oh, yeah, and falls on falls on a lovely weekend which is like round about Paddy's weekend in, in Liverpool so whoa. I'm sure the Irish will love that over in Ireland and obviously yes. Liverpool like yes. to have a have a big one so ooh, that could be quite the weekend oh, I'd, I might have to show my bloody face if that was to happen <laughs> uh, but yes uh, anyway this is the fantasy podcast don't worry we'll laugh at Everton later um, <laughs> properly as well but uh, we have missed a few game weeks because there was about four game weeks in the space of a day um, we are, we're not going to go through all of them obviously because that would be an hour of the podcast um, so Jay we'll start with game week 21 which was the most recent one uh, not the highest average game week because uh, Vardy has seemingly disappeared to either get pissed or have a kid I'm still making my mind up on that one um, but he's buggered off for the winter period um, and I think everyone suffered due to that but how, how did you do in 21? Uh, just above average uh, 57 I got the average was 48 uh, as you say Vardy's took a huge dent in probably a lot of teams mine included Um Notable point scorers, Mane was my captain, he got 16, Madison picked up 11, Soyon Chu got 8, Alexander-Arnold got 6, and everywhere else's 1s and 2s. Oh, sorry, uh, my bargain transfer of the winter window, we were picked up three game weeks ago, is Mayla Sar from Watford, got 5, mm. uh, an assist. As well as obviously we try and look for differentials over the Christmas period, so he was, he was a lad who impressed me when the he comes to Anfield even though his finishing was atrocious. Um, he did look a threat, and I think we're going to touch a bit on Watford later. He he's a uh, he started to look a bit more of the player that came with the hype of his transfer. Um, a goal and an assist have ran out of him in the last two weeks, so not too bad a, a transfer that I brought him. But yeah, nothing anywhere else to speak of really. Yeah, I mean it's almost a similar. You did a bit better than me. Is bloody usual um i got 48 but i took a minus so 44 um yeah there's gonna be a couple people who i will bring re-bring up in the transfer period i'm gonna gonna let you guess who um pope who's just kind of there even though burnley are no longer burnley um he might be there but that might be a uh, wild card thing to fix there um trent because if you don't have one of our fullbacks you're probably not doing too well and now someone will say the top guy in the world's probably got like gomez or something like that um Aurier, yeah yeah um no um so Yonchu still getting points uh leicester even without vardy have been good defensively they've been good going forward as well but just many everyone has vardy um de bruyne was my captain and got me four which was banging salah was my vice got captain he got 
10. Great. Um, Mara's got me five. He was probably my... Uh, well, he's not really hidden, is he? He's probably just one of the undervalued Man City assets. 4.9% owned, I had him. Um, whilst Man, I think Man City had a decent run over Christmas and I needed to double up on them. And yeah, I think I replaced Ali, which went well, because I think you got Ali and he didn't do well. Um, yeah, I broke Yes, him. yes, good man. Uh, I got Aaron Moy for some reason, because... He takes Brighton corners, and they always seem to score off corners. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got the two points. Richarlison, seven. Um, he seems to be Everton's one good player. Uh, I can't even remember who the bloody played. Oh, it was Man City, wasn't it? Um, so, job done there. Calvert-Lewin, as I said in the Everton bit, broke him. He got one. Jimenez got two. Um, so, yeah, no, not not much to speak of on my bench. Um but, uh, I mean, over, overall, the Christmas period, I think it's been a bit mixed for me. I had one really good week on, on 19. Um, that was the Trent, that was Leicester game where Trent got a million points. Um, but other, yeah. than that, other than that, I think it's been quite low averages for everyone, really. Um, but I've been pretty much around average. Um, what about you? Yeah, well, since we last spoke, uh, which was prior to game week 18, which was the week uh, Liverpool went off to become world champions. You know, if, if if no one forgot that, we are the world champions. We are the best team in the world. Fact. Um, I think one of our players said that the other day. I think it was Lallana. Um, <clears throat> the average has not been overly high anyway in terms of the actual points scored. And game week 18 was 38. I managed to rack up 43, so just above average there. Um, 19... Game week average was 49. That was obviously, as you say, the Trent week. Uh, racked up 70. Uh, I don't even know why. But a, a captain Rashford for that game week, I don't know why. But he scored anyway, I got 12. Um, I had some decent returns, Ali, and then he, he broke. Um, game week 20, the average was 54. I got 68. So I'm just sort of keeping my head above water in terms of the average and tipping along in a lot of my leagues. Um I should say Vardy's affected pretty much everyone and Madison was about to get the shot until last week because he's scored five points over three game weeks and then he goes and smashes in a worldie against uh, Newcastle, I think it was, the other week. Um, he's, he's one of these players who I kind of want to get rid of but then I don't because when you look at Lex- Leicester's fixtures, they've got really handy fixtures and you, you probably, like me, have got maybe Soyuncu or Chilwell at the back, Vardy mm-hmm. up top. And then if you're going to have another one, it's, you, it's Madison. Because if you've picked up Perez over Christmas, then you've, you've, you've played a blinder because he's managed to get a few assists and a, a goal or two. So he's been a bit of a steal if anyone's managed to get him. But yeah, he, he really frustrates me as a player because... As an FPL player, you think he should be getting assists and goals and Leicester do score goals until we play Liverpool, of course. Um, and you just, yeah, he's just frustrating. I know if I get rid of him, he'll have a game week where he'll get a couple of assists or a couple of goals and he'll rack up like 20-odd points and it'll piss me off. But um, I think Ali is, is the next target in my team to get the chop because um, Spurs haven't... I haven't got the best fixture this weekend, the uh, the host does. Um, and then they've got a sort of a bit of a 
a patchy period where the you know they're going to Watford, which is a challenge. Then all right, they're home to Norwich, but then the home to City. They go to Villa, they're away to Chelsea, the home to Wolves. So the way Spurs are playing at the moment, it's a it's a bit of a gamble, and obviously everyone's favourite striker for Harry Kane is uh, mm-hmm. is out with a. A torn hamstring. No doubt he'll rush himself back and well, probably it, damage it, himself again. Is is that is that a good thing for them? Like I know they have fantasies of Harry Kane still being Harry Kane from a few years ago, but we saw last season they actually got better when he wasn't in the team. So, oh yeah, I done a totally better team without him. I think uh, you could maybe see what Jose's got in the locker because I think he's obviously. He's he's gone in there and mid season and he's just got to go with what you've got. Um, Is Son still banned? Son, I don't know. We'll we'll check as we're speaking this now. Um, I think he could potentially be back for this game. I think his ban has expired. Um, but yeah. he he in a in a forward position is dangerous. Um, and maybe it gives license to Mourinho to sort of maybe tinker around with a, a formation and maybe get something working for them while they've got Harry Kane out, as you say, potched on it last season. Um, and it worked for them quite well. Uh, Son is back this week, by the way. Mm. He's been banned for the last three, obviously for this Interesting. Lash out of a red card. So I think we'll touch on our fixtures later on. But Spurs, Spurs are a real enigma and they've sort of fell into the, the Chelsea category over the Christmas period of like you can't really trust them. You, you you think they should win and then they don't and the people who you'd have in fancy, likes of Tammy Abraham seems to have slightly gone off the boil and he, he picked up a goal or so over the, the Christmas period but he he's really fell off a cliff in terms of what he was scoring and Mason Mounts has sort of gone quiet um, I had Pulisic but cashed him in for his male SR, so that was a good move and mm. there's not really anyone else from Chelsea they, they don't keep clean sheets so I mean that I think maybe a couple of people had Tomori early on in the season because he was he was handy for a few points but well, they were waiting for Rudiger to come back, and he's probably made them like. He's, yeah, he's, 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 done, he's disrupted it. He's not. He's done nothing. <laughs> he's, he's not. Yeah. Fixed, he's not made them worse. He's not made them better. I think he's just. I think people have just realised Chelsea don't really have good centre backs. Um, well, they get one clean sheet in nine game weeks, which was away mm. at Spurs, which was obviously that was Frank's title, wasn't it? Really, the way he celebrated. Do you think he'd won the league? But <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like the. They seem to be a bit weird, Chelsea. And if you have a little peek ahead of the fixtures to come up February, but the end of January, February is absolutely horrendous for them. They've four pink fixtures, uh, home to Arsenal, away to Leicester, home to United, home to Spurs. And if you if you got all the results right of the outcomes of them games, I think you, you're pretty much damn a genius because you, you couldn't predict the outcome of those games because... Chelsea and especially Spurs and Arsenal again when they get on to later you just can't predict what's going to happen with them they're all a bit mediocre and shit and makes us look absolutely world class yeah I mean I think that's been the story of the season really is that there's us there's Leicester and City 
than there's like pretty much the rest of the league apart from like Norwich. <laughs> uh, but I mean, there is literally like six or seven teams you could probably think with them being, with the top four challenges being so inconsistent, some of them being horrendous, literally anyone from like, I like if Arsenal got in there now, even though I think they're like still like 10 for something, it wouldn't surprise me if they got top four still. But they're nine points off Chelsea were in fourth. <laughs> so, what yeah, you- I'd probably say Arsenal is, they're going to improve their position, I think, just because they, they have got a few quality players, especially in the forward line. They've got an actual manager now as well. Seemingly. Yeah, they've got uh, a human rather than a vampire. Um, Wolves, Sheffield United are currently floating around in the top 10 and Palace, but Palace will be Palace, Roy will be Roy, and they'll just... They're still ninth, Jesus. Yeah, they'll just slip down to like... 14th and they will just, get over. Yeah, they will stay like 12th at the lowest and draw every they'll, game. <laughs> they'll just get over the line. They're, they're on 28 points after 21 games, which is a... It couldn't sum up Roy Hodgson anymore. Won seven, drawn seven, lost seven. and Perfect. He'll just drift through the season as that. He's quite happy just to get by with that and probably rack up 48, maybe 50 points and, you know, they go on again. They're buying more shit strikers because that's what they do. Um, Chef United, it'll be interesting to see how they get on the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. They they were obviously our last opponents in the league and as Wilder said, we absolutely schooled them. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they get on the second half of the season. I think Wolves are probably strong enough to stay there and then say you've got Chelsea, mm-hmm. United, Tottenham. Maybe throw Arsenal in the mix. It's literally you, you, you're pulling balls out of a hat as to who's going to get that fourth position. Yeah, it, 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 it's 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 a strange one. You'd probably have to say it's Chelsea's to lose, considering they've got a five point gap to Man United. But yeah, and now now that they've got the uh, January, uh, not January, the transfer ban lifted as well. It'll be interesting to see. But we, we're going to speculate on that a, a wee bit later. Um. But there are, there are some things we can't we can talk about um, that happened over the the winter period. There's, there is some we've probably talked on other pods, but we're going to talk about how they've actually made an impact and stuff. But there has been manager changes. Um, we've we kind of hinted at Pearson. Um, I think we may have laughed at him a bit, but whether it's the new manager bounce or what, or Troy Deeney coming back, I think someone highlighted that as a as a big cha- a big factor for it as well. But Watford looked like a team that have no business being in the uh, being in the relegation zone. I think that's what most people said at the start of the season and are finally starting to look like that now in, 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 in reality. Yeah. Uh, as I say, uh, when they came to Anfield, I was impressed with them. Um, obviously, it was Pearson's first game, I think, in charge. He'd only been mm-hmm. there maybe three or four days, I think. But you could see, and you hate to say it, but it, he is a... He's probably in the in the category of the dinosaurs of management, um, mm. in terms of how he likes to play and he'll he'll get it up to the forwards and work the channels and keep it sold at the back. But the position Watford that in, they've needed that. Um, it has got the best out of like as you say, Sar Delafeu. So it is, it is helping. Yeah, it's not just helping like Deeney as I mentioned, but it has got the best out of some of the more talented yeah. ones. You'd say. Well, he, he's. First, he's locked the back door basically. First mm-hmm. of all, and they kept 
clean sheets at home to Villa and home to United, um, and then conceded one away at Sheffield United and one at home to Wolves, which was I think it was a late Jimenez goal. Could be wrong. Um, so he, he's he's coming and he's got them organised and he's keeping it tight at the back, which you've got to do in any position um, at the league, but especially when you're down the bottom, you need to stop the goals going in before you can start thinking about what's going forward. But he's got the talent there. Um, Asav, for me, was a bit of a bargain picked up. I think he he might have gone up 0.1 million, I think, when I, from when I got him. He's 6.2 now, which... In terms of your midfield players, he's handy to have. If you play four or five, you probably have a couple of pricey ones, even Mane, Salah, Sterling. Um, and then you've sort of got to box it in with a few of these cheaper lads. So uh, I'm hoping I'm not giving away too much here to the listeners, but 0.9% of players selected them. And they say he's picked up 5.7 points. He got one against... Uh, Watford and 13 against United so he seems to be in a bit of form and yeah I think Watford will be okay it was sort of a shock that they were down there in terms of what they've got quality wise but the fact that they change managers like people change their underwear so that's not a surprise but if they stick with Pearson maybe he gets well he's got the end of the season and then he gets a, an extension it'll be interesting to see how he goes because it's their recruitment process that's very skewed they sort of just gather players around the world and have them on contracts in is it Granada and Udinese is it in mm. Italy I think they might have actually stopped that now but they did used to do that I think yeah I think it was like a a, a legal blind spot I'm sure I've read that they've had to stop that now but all I'm, right I'm sure that I'm sure the links are still there wink wink <laughs> mm. they've got a player coming in I read on João Pedro yeah it was like I think it was like the the hottest mm. rated teenagers or the most valuable teenagers we, uh, we were in, linked, in the Premier we? League. We we I think we were linked when we were trying to steal the deal. I don't think we could have, but yeah, I remember us being linked when it, I think it was all confirmed and stuff. But stuff like that. I mean, it's the last random Brazilian the bought was Richarlison, and that that certainly worked out for them. I mean, even even if it's just from a financial point of view, they've got 50 mil for him for Everton. Oh, well, yeah. And as we mentioned, he's doing, he's probably Everton's one good player. Yeah, he probably is. The, he's the danger man in terms of Everton, unless, as you say, you're Nat Phillips and you rattle him and you break <laughs> him in two. Now, that, um, that's just Everton against Liverpool. You, they could have Messi and Ronaldo up front. It, it, no, no, it wouldn't fix anything. Hmm. This Joe Pedro kid isn't currently listed on uh, FPL, I can't mm. see unless unless I'm completely missing a, a name, but I don't I don't see him listed um, under Watford's available players. So I probably forgot about him. Yeah, he's not he's not there yet, but I think he's got ten goals in thirty games, albeit in the Brazilian league. But he's only a young lad, so he he must have a little bit of something about him. And if he comes in and has the impact that Richarlison does, then it probably adds to to what they've got if they've got. Saar, Delifeu and this Joe Pedro coming in. Way off Dini. I mean, you look at what else they've got up front. Danny Welbeck and Andre Gray. Isaac's success. You you probably love his name, but <laughs> <laughs> they, they've hardly got any genuine talent there, have they? And, um, they're missing Pereira at the moment, who, who can be a danger man for mm. them. Um, but they, they're not too bad at that. I don't think they're in any overall danger of of going down, and they've got a couple of 
big fixtures um, of course the next few weeks that they go to Bournemouth this game week. Yeah. Um, then they host Tottenham as we say we do, you don't know what you're going to get with Tottenham then they go to Villa so in the context of where they are in the league um, their away games are going to be huge for them obviously, even the home mm. game there's an opportunity to get points but the away games especially is going to be yeah. very interesting I think they get a centre back they'll be more than safe I think they just kind of got if they keep Deeney fit because as you mentioned the other strikers are shit <laughs> um, yeah but yeah, keep Didi or buy a different backup and maybe you'll see players like, um, I was going to say success there, his name's funny, uh, but maybe you'll see like Sarah, Joe Pedro and, uh, and Delafay who keep getting, becoming, well, he was always a talent, but then he joined Everton for some reason. Um, <laughs> we got to get, get the digger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See how many laughs at Everton we can yeah. get in one pod. Oh, don't worry. But I mean, well, the one time probably can't laugh at Everton is the fact that they've been in all right form since Ancelotti, well, and by extension, Duncan Ferguson. Um, <laughs> but yes, they've, uh, they've done all right under under um, Ancelotti. I mean, they lost to uh, Man City, didn't they? But they've beaten, what is it, Newcastle, Burnley, Drew 0-0 with Arsenal. I can't even remember when Ancelotti took over, but these are the recent fixtures. Um Drew one all with uh, Manchester United and obviously beat Chelsea. I think that was Duncan Ferguson's first game. Um, but they they're certainly on an upturn since, since the silver sack, and I think that's what I'm trying to say here. Is and me having two Everton players. I mean, one, one is to spite Calvert Lewin because he looks like a bit of a prick, and I want him to stop scoring. But they look like a actual team that has some fantasy assets now. Yeah, I put my FPL head on here just for, for a moment. Uh, Sorry, Mark. Mm, yeah, Mark's now after time to go and make a cup of tea or we'll maybe laugh at, go. We'll laugh go at United, though, don't worry, that's shit. Oh, yeah, we get, we get back to him. Uh, yeah, you, you see, you're Richarlison, he's, he's got two in his last two games, isn't he? I think. Um, so he's handy for a few points, but £8 million, mm, as a midfielder, I think there's better value out there, personally, mm. to be quite honest with you. I'd, I'd agree with that. I think I just got them. Yeah, they have good fixtures. Mm. They do, and uh, the home form is going to be key to them. And I mean, it, it, it's it's not a myth, but they do have a good old home atmosphere when the fans can be asked, and if it's going all right for them. If it's not going right, it's toxic, it's horrible. Um, but Coming up, they've got Brighton visiting this weekend, and I imagine there's gonna there's gonna be a big atmosphere purely because of what happened at the weekend against our kids. So uh, they're gonna be after blood, and uh, any of the locals are all very angry, and you know they're calling for the players to to donate the money to charities, and that they shouldn't be wearing the shirt. They're all ashamed and whatever and whatever, but. That's just Everton. You get used to that. Um, and then you've got an away game at West Ham, then they welcome Newcastle, and then they go to Watford, then they welcome Palace. So on paper, there's a potential there that Everton could go five unbeaten. They won't, but there's a potential. Um, and the three home games, if you were a betting man and you were you were going to have a pound on each one, you'd probably back Everton in the home fixtures. Um, so maybe if you are looking for some crazy outlandish transfer picks then maybe yes go for River Charles and maybe have a look at Calvert Lewin if you if you're really that desperate. Um but they've 
it'll they, be interesting to see what happens more across the summer. And, you know, they brought Carlo when they spent a lot of money on his wages. And mm, I don't think it'll work out. I think that's probably because of A, I'm a Liverpool fan, and B, Everton will always be Everton. Um, they'll eventually shoot themselves in the foot one way or the other. Five point nine million Calvert Lewin. If you want to maybe a backup striker, then yeah, look at him. But I think if you if you've maybe got Vardy or a Bamiang and or Aguero who's come back and then you're looking at two bargain strikers, I think you're probably best looking towards Danny Ings over Calvert Lewin. Mm, I think there is like a mil a, a point nine difference. I think, but yeah, I think Calvert Lewin's definitely starting because Moyes Keane. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, we even we were all joking the other day at the game when he come on. We were like, oh, then the board went up for the next substitute. I think it was Bernard. Come on, and everyone's going, oh, it's going to be Keane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, uh, we we enjoyed a, a lot of banter at that game. Uh, I don't know if it came across nicely on the TV, but there was a large shout of. He's in for the week and out for the month. Duncan is a tampon, and uh, <laughs> to do he, he made an appearance on the touchline. <laughs> oh, it was great! Uh, uh, and then he, he sat down. He sat down again, and uh, then where's your famous blue sweatband? Uh, was another one. He had it on uh, as well. He had it on as well. Oh, wow! Yeah. Wow! What, yeah. what a fella! I know. Uh, what a weapon! Um, the, the suit and wet sweatband look is a is a good mm, one. Yeah, but FPL wise, Richarlison maybe Calvert Lewin. But yeah, there's nothing else there. You wouldn't even. Yeah, I think Dinya is yeah. too expensive. Maybe Sadibi. I think he's playing right mid, isn't he? That might be an interesting one. Uh, yeah, but he's, he's listed as a defender, though, isn't he? And he yeah, that, that's clean what... sheets with little arms in goal. So yeah, I, think... I mean they're they're backup keepers. They, I know they're getting money for doing that, but Jesus Christ. They... Hand in transfer request, lads. You're better than Pickford. Well, like Stick Hellenberg probably had his day, but Jonas Loso is a, is a decent keeper. Mm. I he proved that last season. It was Huddersfield, wasn't he? Was that? Yeah, yeah. I think first um, year he did really well, and then second year I think they just can't. They did implode, didn't they? But if you're as if you're him, you're you're saying to your agents, I mean, get me back to the Bundesliga, or even get me out to Austria or somewhere. Just get me out of here because. He's a wolf and live. <laughs> the under-16 under keepers probably think of the bloody save. Yeah. Uh, if this T-Rex can't be shifted, then I've got to get out of here because for the sake of his career, he needs to get out of there because it's, it's, it's not doing him any favours. Yeah. He, he must look at like the inability of Pickford and think, oh, why? It's just funny because we probably have on our books... I four goalkeepers I'd rather play. So Allison, obviously Adrian, Carius. I'd rather play Grabara. I don't care how he's doing in the championship. And Keller, who's he? Who's he not in the championship? Huddersfield, I think. Oh, I did. Uh, I thought last I knew he was in Denmark. That was ah. I think that was last January, and then he came back and mm. went to Huddersfield. But anyway, mm. anyway, there's genuinely four keepers. And no, no, no. That, there's, there's Andy Lonigan as well. Oh god, aye, and then Kelleher, who, I mean, he's he's just adorable. He's like the youngest person in the world. Um, but anyway, we've gone off track as usual. Um, just just to kind of finish on Everton with a fantasy point. Um, Dinya's five point seven. I think he started off at six. Some sums up Everton. Um, Sadibi is five point four. He's probably the gamble. If you're looking for a defender, just got just because he's playing right mid, I think 
But as we say, Everton, I mean, Richarlison's probably your only guaranteed point pointers. And then if you, if, depending on how your striker set up, Calvert-Lewin's an option. But if, you, if you're desperate for a defender and you don't want to go heavy on Liverpool or whoever, maybe Sadibi's an option. I'll give you one more name. Maybe he's shit, but Mason Holgate. He's playing for Everton at the moment. Yeah, 4.4. 4.4. If you're going to, if you're really going to look for something desperate and hope that somehow Everton can keep a clean sheet, which is a major miracle, a 4.4 million, Mm -hmm. you're probably not too far wrong in terms of, you know, maybe getting some, some home clean sheets there. But yeah, if you've got any sense, you just stay away from them. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Um, but no, 4.4. If, if you're down there anyway, you, you've probably had lunch from and all that jazz all, all season anyway. Um, other managers that we can talk about? Um, Arteta? We'll do Moyes first, because Arteta, I think oh. with Arsenal's team, we can go a bit deeper on them. We might actually transfer some of them in. Um, West Ham, I mean, on, on paper, I mean, they look like at the start, well, they even started the season quite well. They were in the top four for a bit. They look like maybe second to Leicester. They were going to be the surprise of the season. Um, but then they imploded, um, got in David Moyes for 18 months, which I assume is just to wait till Rafa Benitez has done with China. Um, but no, Moyes is back in West Ham. They beat the battered Bournemouth in his first game back, but we don't know how big an indicator that is because. Bournemouth are shit uh, at the minute. Um, and then I think it was Gillingham, the beat in the cup. I, I watched like, the last half, second half of it. It wasn't a good game, but Gillingham. Um, but Haller scored. Uh, <laughs> Matt Noble got two, if I remember correctly. Uh, and I think, I can't remember who else bloody scored. But West Ham have a good squad. I mean, it's Moyes and all that, but maybe reinvigorated. Is anyone tempting from West Ham? Hmm. Um. Is it Yarmolenko who's injured? Is that who's that who's been missing? Who, um, yes, who, who, he's got, he's got who, a yellow uh, triangle, yeah. Yeah. Anto- um, I think Antonio's been missing as well. He was the one who was playing well for Pellegrini as well. Yeah, he was. Um, let's have a little look. Yarmolenko. X, 75% chance of playing, so that would suggest... <coughs> excuse me. He, he's on his way back. Um, I think the failure for them has been that is it Pablo Fornals? He scored against Gillingham. I think he started yeah. playing a bit more recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, maybe, you know, Davey Moyes, Spanish league <laughs> maestro, might actually know something that we don't and they can get the best out of our Pablo. But, mm. yeah, there's not a lot there. Uh, to sum up their problems, Mark Noble has their most points in midfield with 62. Considering they've got Philippe Anderson, Snodgrass, Fornals, Yamalenko, it, that, that is... And Antonio in that position as well. That is uh, not good. <laughs> that 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 says it all. Um, I think maybe now they they might turn the corner. They got Fabianski back in goal. I think he was a huge yeah. miss. And they did have Pringle wrists in goal. Um, when we were talking about shit goalkeepers, that, that Roberto. I mean, whoever uh, his <laughs> whoever his agent is is absolutely genius to get we him a move from Premier someone, League because we found someone picked for the better than at least. <laughs> <laughs> he is just, he just is about terrible. <laughs> and I was more disappointed that our fixture against him was cancelled because that was the mm. time when they were going through the goalkeeping crisis but uh, we have got them twice in three or four weeks I think it is yeah we've got the um, we've got the double game week which we'll talk about um, yeah yeah mm, maybe you could look at 
Lanzini's now back in action. I think he played again at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're a strange old team, yeah. West Ham. I got four um, nails on Football Index, so he is definitely going to like get an ACL or something. The next two fixtures are away to Sheffield United, home to Everton, and then they've got a double mm. game week, um, which is Leicester away, Liverpool at home. So it's not it's not easy, but. No, and a then double they, game week is a double game week. Yeah, and then they, they host Brighton, and then they, they go to City, and then they go to Liverpool in February. Mm. So I think maybe stay away from Fabianski. If you were going to gamble, you've got to probably gamble on the, on the midfielder because Haller isn't consistent enough as a, as a striker, even well, though he did yeah, score a lovely goal. That was going to be my question because, I mean, they don't really have another option. I know Antonio plays up front a bit, but. Um, yeah, are you just completely out on Haller? I think at the start of the season, people had him in the in the uh, Jimenez Tammy Abraham conversation, but he's obviously been dead for a while. Um, is it is it definitely a wait and see with Haller? I just don't think he's that. I just don't think he he's good enough. Uh, Overpriced as well. I think. Oh yeah, I'd imagine West Ham would be in the market for a forward because they've not really got anything there. Um, Obviously, Anousevic buggered off to China for the cash, and Big Andy Carroll went back home to Newcastle. But <laughs> uh, even ju- if you just scroll through their squad, they've not actually got a registered striker. I don't think in in the rest of the team. Um, a jetty who, counts, <laughs> whoever that is. <laughs> yeah, but they they've got no one. So I'd imagine they'd be in the market for the striker. There's a there's a lot of talk yeah. of Giroud and Michi leaving Chelsea. I'd, I'd imagine that's a that's a West Ham type of player who they'd be sniffing around. I, I think Batshuayi has been linked with West Ham for at least 700 years now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's a decent player. Um, he'll, he'll do you a bit of business. He'll probably get you 10 to 15 a season if he's played mm. the right way and he's got the support well, around him. Yeah, which... he, was good, he was good at Palace and Condon Palace yeah. don't, don't attack. <laughs> West Ham West Ham have got more weapons in the in the attacking midfield than mm. than Palace. They've only yeah. got one, haven't they? Yeah. Um, and to be fair, Haller played with Jovic at a two, didn't he? So if they bring in another striker, it could probably get the best out of him as well. Um, but that, that yeah. that's, fan, that's not fantasy related. But yeah, I think West Ham... For me, they look like they're gonna. They shouldn't be in a relegation battle because look at the squad. But yeah, you're right. I think Haller, Haller's obviously one who gets the best out of another striker. Seemingly, that's why Jovic is at Real Madrid. I know he's not playing, but well, Haller's at West Ham and one's at Real Madrid. Uh, yeah, he's probably on the golf course with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But um, I mean, if they get the best out of four nils, um, Philippe Anderson's probably the bigger one as well. Um, It'll be it'll, then they'll become interesting, but it's certainly too too early. And as you mentioned, the fixtures are pretty horrendous. Um, so yeah, it's a definite wait and see with West Ham. Um, other managers. Well, let, let's go on to Arsenal now. I think. I mean, Arteta. We knew nothing because there was nothing to know other than that he put the cones out for Pep. Um, I did like a tweet that it was Pep putting the cones out for Arteta after that first half, uh, where they played well. Um, but I mean, Arteta, I mean, there's only been a handful of games of we. The Leeds game was eye-opening. The first half for multiple reasons. Anthony Taylor, fuck you, you're bad. Um, but yeah, Arsenal. They look like an actual Premier League team again. They don't have like a a, a serial mascot mascot 
in charge anymore. Um, but yeah, what have you been impressed with Arteta's quick impact? Ooh, I've not really seen much of them. I watched the game last night, so as you said, the the first half was if there was if there was a game clarified be a game of two halves, then that was it in terms of the performance from Arsenal in the first half to the second half. Um, they were me. They were mediocre. They were they were the old Arsenal <clears throat> that we've got so used to seeing mm. in the first half. Um, in the second half, they sort of got to let themselves in gear and they showed more of an attacking threat. But uh, it's I think he's got a free hit for this season. He can he can do what he wants and sort of just gamble and play players here and there and see what works for and what doesn't work for. And obviously Ozil's come back into the frame. In the last few weeks, maybe a few people have sort of gambled and gone for him. Um, you wouldn't touch the back line because they, they cannot keep a clean sheet. Yep. Uh, Lacazette, maybe, but he seems to be on the periphery. I think we, we're going to touch a little bit, I think, on transfers uh, shortly, but he seems to have been looking at the exit door for the past 18 months at Arsenal and he, he could go. If the right offers yeah, made a, to it, there's a contract uh, crisis going on at Arsenal again. Shock, <laughs> shock, 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 shock <laughs> mm. Surprise, surprise! Arsenal contract uh, issues, but you, there's not a lot. There's a lot of players and there's a lot of talents in their squad, but there's just not a lot other than Aubameyang for fantasy. Uh, when you, when you look at their overall points this season, Aubameyang top scorer 123. Leno seventy five, and I imagine that's purely because of save bonuses. Yep. Um, Pepe fifty eight, which is surprising. Mm. Lacazette fifty two, Luis fifty two, Socrates fifty. <clears throat> so, other than Leno, Aubameyang's got double the points on everyone. Um, and I, I guess there's there's probably two trains of thought in in FPL. If you've got Aubameyang, you have him, you stick with them, and that's it for the season. Or if you've not got him, you're not going to get him because of 10.8 million. You're going to have to shift out probably Aguero. Mm. Maybe the high Kane owners might have switched while Kane's currently playing around on the medical table just to get back as soon as he can. But yeah, I think I had him at the start of the season and cashed in um, and sort of went for the Vardy and a couple of mid-range strikers instead. Yeah, I think everyone's took that took that um, tactic now in terms of everyone went to Vardy from, I think I had Aguero, uh, triple captain Kane, because fuck Harry Kane, remember? Um, yeah, I think everyone quickly realised the uh, the volume wasn't there and the premium forwards. But uh, yeah, Aubameyang was, was the one who was okay for a while, but yeah, now it's not, not great. But I mean, he has, he's had... Um, well, not big scores, but he's had a nine and a seven. Obviously, two uh, against United, it wasn't good. Um, but that was a boring-ass game. Um, but yeah, I mean, Aubameyang's probably the only one you literally look at, regardless. But yeah. He's got a few good fixtures coming up in terms of there's chances for goals. Um, they, they go to Palace this weekend. Uh, they're the early kickoff on Saturday, but must know that there is a Friday game this week. Ah, so uh, yeah, I was going to FPL. So yeah. if people 
are making a note of transfers and captaincy and stuff, it's got to be done by Friday at uh, 7 o'clock, I think it will be, um, for the Friday evening kickoff. So, yeah, there's a little note there for people. <laughs> They've got home fixtures against Sheffield United, Newcastle and Everton coming up over the next six weeks. And you'd probably fancy Aubameyang to get a few goals in them. So maybe there is an opportunity to to look at him if you've if you've had Harry Kane and you've sort of got the money in the bank and you're looking for a player. Um, they've got a couple of challenging away fixtures in terms of on paper. The Palace, maybe. Uh, they go to Chelsea, they go to Burnley, but Burnley in a shadow of the former self. So, mm-hmm. I think if you are going to look at Arsenal, Aubameyang's your man, maybe you, you could gamble um, and look at someone like Ozil. Uh, 7.2 million is a medium range gamble probably in your midfielders. Uh, if it was if it was a choice between Ozil and Richarlison, I'd maybe just side with Ozil, uh, purely because I think he, he, he if he gets in and gets in a little bit of form, he, he'll keep that form. Uh, Richarlison's a bit more streaky and yeah. inconsistent. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Yeah, the, the, there's not a lot to play there and I think we'll all be interested in, in how they finish this season, especially when it comes into the knockout stages in the Europa League, how they, mm. how how Arteta handles that as he is he takes Pep Man over and he'll get to the quarterfinals and self destruct or will he actually have some bollocks and get to a, a final? Get an English team in the quarterfinal and bottle it. That's what he's saying. Um, <laughs> Man, United, Man United or Wolves, lucky, lucky you. Um, mm. I mean, yeah, I think what you, I think what you said. I think this is obviously a long term thing for Arteta. I mean, when Pepe, when Pepe is seven mil next year's game, I think he'll actually be an option, but he's obviously not now. Um, and he may have settled in by then. Uh, but yeah. On paper-wise, I think Arsenal are on the up, but FPL-wise, there's too many questions. And Ozil and Aubameyang, prob- Aubameyang less of a gamble. Ozil's a complete gamble, but some people are shit at FPL like me and just need the gamble. Um, that doesn't mean I've brought in Ozil. I've done other shit gambles. We'll get onto them, don't worry. Um, I-, I was going to talk about Liverpool's double game week, but we'll save that for next week's show because we're about 45 minutes in and we've got a lot to talk about. Um, it is January. There's been a few, well, I can't even bloody think of other Premier League transfers, but Liverpool have done two transfers, but only one of them actually affects the first team because we bought someone from Brentford's B team. Costs okay. Um, but we brought in Minamino, who is 6.5, I believe. Um, yeah. Probably not a f- an option, but it may put extra extra rotation in for, for for the key player. I mean, we saw him play in the false nine position uh, in the Everton game, which might mean Firmino gets more of a rest and stuff like that, but I imagine he's going to be able to play in Mane and Salah's positions as well, but it, not a concern because obviously we need rotation because all these play every single bloody game, but I mean, does him being there, it's not an option for FPL, uh, but does he mean we can't count on Mane, Salah and Firmino every week? Uh, I'd say you can count on Manny. I think he's irreplaceable. Um, I, I hope he wins the African Football of the Year tonight because he has been sensational in 2019. Um, he's up against Mares and Salah. Shock. It's mm. either those two or Aubameyang if he actually bothered to score more goals. Um, 
I was impressed with them on Sunday. I think he said himself he was he was shocked by the the speed and the power and the pace of the, the game. Obviously, it was a derby, so there's a bit more added to that. But um, he he picked up some good positions, and given the fact he was playing with a 16 year old on one side of him and Divock, <laughs> just 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 Divock on the other side, Div- Divock the non-starter. <laughs> <or Origi. laughs> yeah, it was the. Uh, the 90, 95% Divock that turned up that we see for most games, not the magical 5% that we see occasionally. Um, and then obviously behind him in midfield, he was sort of had Curtis Jones sort of attacking from the midfield. So mm. he, he's probably very rarely going to play with them. Maybe again in the next round of the cup, he might get another game with those lads. Um, but yeah, he, he comes as an option as a front line and I think he, not only can he probably fill in for Bobby in in the front three, probably we've seen us on occasion go to a four two three one. He can probably play that that yeah. ten position better than Bobby, even though he's he's good there and he he, he picks up clever positions. I think Minamino's probably a more naturally suited to to sitting in that hole and and playing there. Um, I mean, I'm only. I'm only saying off limited evidence and literally a couple of games that he's played against us on Sunday, but I would imagine he's he's more of a, a deeper playing going forward where Bobby is naturally in a front three and he drifts all over the place. Um but then when he does drift back we then although he pulls players, he he's then a, a player less in the in the box, if that makes sense, where if we play him in a four two three one you could even you could play Bobby ahead of him and Mane and Salah wide and mm-hmm. a solid mid- midfield too. Obviously, uh, coming into this weekend's fixtures, we've got Fabinho and Shakiri back in training this week. I think the, this weekend probably comes too soon to see them start, but we might see them on the bench and hopefully one of them will get a little 15, 20-minute cameo and just get you know the, the feeling back in the legs of being back on the pitch, which would be lovely. Um, but as an FPL option, if you've got Liverpool, you've you've probably got one, if not two, fullbacks, um, and then you've got Mane, Salah, maybe a couple of people have got Firmino or not. Um, our midfield is for me is non-existent in terms of FBO. There's just no point having them um, because it. I, I think Ke- I think Kate was becoming. Games. I think Kate yeah. was becoming it, but he got injured again, which is smashing. Ninety <laughs> percent of games, it's a two. Of Fabinho, Wijnaldum, and Henderson, and another. Um, so, if if you just look at the, their ownerships as a as a quick scan through of on FPL, um, Shakiri zero point two, obviously he's been injured. Chamberlain zero point four. We'll I'll touch on him in a second. Uh, Lara obviously zero point one. Cater zero point four. Fabinho one percent. Henderson one. Wijnaldum two point three. Uh, Jimmy Milner, 0.6. That may be affected by people cashing in on this week. Uh, so, 2.3% on Wijnaldum. I think that's purely because he's 5.4 million and he's the slightly more attacking threat of the, the regulars. But, yeah, as you say, Cater was an option for a couple of weeks, but now he seems to have picked up a knock. Chamberlain, for me, 6.2 is maybe a little bit overpriced it's purely because he plays in Liverpool um, but he, he could have a part to play if he can 
if he can stay fit for the rest of the season, I think it'll be between him and Minamino who probably play the attack and roll and cater if depending on how long he's out for. Um, so, yeah, you could maybe look at, a, at an option, but it's so much of a gamble to to put one of them in your midfield and rely on them unless one of them goes on a streak of games where the the score or the system for like three or four games in a row, which we see in the case of then, even then it's a gamble. Uh, I don't know. Uh, then the other kid we brought in, Hardy, he comes with. Uh, is it Hardy? I think isn't it John Hardy? I know it starts with a H. <laughs> yeah, I think it's John. So Hardy. It sounds right. Yeah, he, he comes. He comes with a reputation of goals in the on in the underage. Division. Visions, whatever you want to call that. So he might feature in the FA Cup in a couple of weeks. Uh, but we don't sign players without a reason. Um, take Dominic Solanke for the example. Mm. Uh, we bought him for Tribunal fee yeah. about seven million. Flagged think, him for nineteen and had Bournemouth's kicks down. So I think with Brewster going out on loan, and Glatzel's injured as well. Yeah, so yeah. we needed someone uh, for that level. Yeah, and I mean, we. I don't know if we've put much of a fee up for him I don't know um, I'm going to guess not <laughs> well he was Brentford B team so alright if we if we, it's, I think it's undisclosed it's, it's listed as online so if if we have a, a stab in the dark and say one to two million maybe a, a small compensation fee or whatever but he didn't train there he come through at Man City's Academy so you can't even compensate mm-hmm. them for the development um, if we if we call it something between one to two million and we flog him in two or three years for six to eight million, then that's the job done. It, it funds funds the academy. It keeps the academy probably competitive at a reasonable level if he's a if he's got some sort of striking ability. And as long as he's not blocking the development of those beneath him, is that it is any coming through? Then then that's fine. Um, at the end of the day, football's a business, so if we bring him in for one to two million, we maybe spend half a million to a million on wages over a couple of years, and then we flog him for six to eight, then, you know, it's business savvy, and we don't sign players without a reason, and I, I, I'd have no qualms in questioning why he's come, um, other than probably just to fill the gap for Brewster. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think as well. Um but we're probably one of the least interesting teams of transfers because we don't re- well we could probably do with a couple of us, but we're not we're in an all right position, surprisingly, Jim. <laughs> we don't need loads yeah. of signings. But there is teams that have well, they've done some business, not many of it affects FPL unless you really fancy Danny Drinkwater at Aston Villa. Um what else have we got? Jack Rodwell. Joe Pedro, we already mentioned, but he's not even in the game yet. There's um, a England starting midfield two for the Euro 2020 <laughs> people. Drink yeah. water and Rodwell. Whew, beautiful. Um, but there is other teams in the league that do seemingly need business. As I mentioned earlier, for me, the one that probably jumps out for me is Chelsea. They obviously couldn't sign in the summer, but still signed Kovacic somehow. Um, good, good rules there, FIFA. Um... But they're obviously linked with pretty much every expensive player in the world nowadays because they've had a had a summer off now they can splurge. They've been linked with Sancho and stuff like that. We mentioned the problems with like Pulisic being inconsistent, Mason Mount being inconsistent, um, Tammy Abraham seemingly a bit broke now as well. 
Is it is that the club that you expect to maybe see go biggest in the January transfer window? And that is they are they the team that could probably affect FPL the most? Um, yeah, yeah. When you put it like that, yeah, they probably can. I think. Obviously, we we touched on the, the hot rumor is obviously Giroud and Michi one out, so that would then leave you with just Tammy as a striker. Mm-hmm. Um, so I imagine if one of those does go, they'll bring one in, and I can't imagine they let them go without having someone lined up. Um, I know Chelsea are a bit crazy in the transfer market, but they seem to maybe have got their head screwed on a little bit and obviously they've, they've been forced in brackets to use the youth um, which Frank's done reasonably well to be fair to him um, I know we, we've sort of given him a bit of stick earlier on in the pod but they're not they're not the worst team in the league and you know there is a couple of decent players there but I don't see who off the top of my head around Europe they could possibly get their hands on who would move mid-season as a as a striker and mm. unless you're coming in as a really big name and I'm talking like a huge world-class striker then you're probably looking at them going well he, Abraham starts Giroud and Michi can't get a look in so am I coming in just purely to be a bench option so mm. you then consider your options there um, their attacking midfield options are Pretty decent. I imagine Loftus Cheek's probably not too far away from a comeback now if he's if he's not already um, nearly there. And then you've obviously got Hudson Odoi, Barkley, Pedro, William, Mason Mount, Pulisic. So I don't think they're going to be looking in that area of the pitch. Maybe a centre half, as we said. Obviously they're a bit shaky at the back, but I think if the if they do bring a centre half in, then would that suggest maybe one goes out the door the other way? Um, because obviously we've seen Tamori and Zuma for the majority mm. of the season until Rudiger's back. Christiansen's probably the one you'd think would be off. I think he's played the least. Yeah, and I think he's probably the best one. As well, he, he's pro- on, on on form. He's he's the best one of the the four. Um, well, maybe Alonso might look for a way out because yeah, left back seems to be a problem position for them. He, doesn't he's he? settled on Emerson for now, but the pair of them are absolutely. Dog shit. Mm, they've, uh, they've even played As- Aspie back there now and played Reese James, haven't they? Yeah, so mm, they they might look at. I think they'd be more maybe outgoing from Chelsea um, and a mm. couple of the young kids. Maybe Ampadu might look for a bit of experience somewhere, the new Jaden Sancho. I think he's at Leipzig, Ampadu. I've like, no clue if he's playing. Is he? <laughs> I think so. Oh, so he is. Mm. I was just going on the fact he had a red triangle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that that was news to me. I thought because the pictures of him doing the rounds as the Jaden Sancho the uh, haircut. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was back at Chelsea. No, but I yeah, think, I'm pretty sure he's at Leipzig. Yep, according to FBL, he is. Well, um, yeah. Uh, oh, who else have they got on their team? They've got a lot of players, but not a lot of you know standouts. But. Mm. Mm. They're a strange team, aren't they? Because obviously after mm. post-Hazard, I mean, they tried to replace them with Pulisic, which is a failed. Pro- let's say, a project, to be kind. Um, mm. Loftus-Cheek, by the way, is still unknown. But mm. I he, think when he got injured, he did say it was New yeah. Year. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, maybe they got... It's strange, as you say, that Tammy Abraham, I mean, he's got youth on his side, and he's had injury problems, and they've kind of overplayed him. But as you say, I mean, if it's not 
a top table um, striker, they are going to come in as, a, as either rotational or second option. So maybe the only position I can think that they buy an actual expensive start is probably left wing because Williams seems to become a player again. But that that means you're wasting a 60 mil player in Pulisic. You've just give Hudson a doy a five year contract with what I think is 150 grand or something. But this is this is this is Chelsea, so I will not rule that out. But I mean that's the one position they've obviously been linked with Sancho. I think he'd be stupid to go there. Yeah, and Mount sometimes plays from the left, mm, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. So, it, yeah, I mean, they're probably the the most interesting team to keep an eye on for for a high profile signing. Um, mm-hmm. I can't can't imagine there'd be much business. Usually in January, we maybe see no. one or two, don't we? Well, other team that we kind of giggled at in terms of the top four race, Manchester United. They they need. They need a lot of players, but there's many positions we could talk about here. Up front, probably the best. What well, I know, they need a striker just for numbers, and Dan James isn't that that good. But they're they're such a mess. They need other positions more. Yeah, I think they can. If you if you want to talk sensibly about Man United, um, they're probably best off in the front line and what they've got with Rashford, Martial and Greenwood starting to, to come through and uh, actually have an impact. He's one of my bench players purely because he's cheap and he's starting to have an impact for United at 4.3 million. I don't think you can go too wrong in having him as an option off the bench. Um, but there's a lot, lot more deep-rooted issues, not even just what's in the starting team. It, it goes right to the top of United. It's it needs rooted out, and obviously there's, there's been issues for years with the Glazers, but the look of the like of the who's in charge of recruitment mm-hmm. and the fact that like they, they go for players and they can't get them, and then if they want to actually get a player, they've got to give them a stupid amount of money. Um, it's not a savvy business model, and if they miss out on the Champions League again this season, I think they will start to see big financial hits. Um, because I think it's been mentioned on the Money Talks pod, little clanger here from Mo, uh, that they really need Champions League football because of their sponsorship deals. Uh, obviously, the, the big elephants in the room are probably not looking at it really is Pogba. Does he mm. go? Does he stay? Um, if he goes, where does he go? How much did he get for him? Did he then replace him because they've sort of got by the season without him? The back line mm. is a shambles, um, to that, put it lightly. And that's probably their strongest position. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, from the limited stuff I've seen of, of United, the one player who's sort of stepped up in the last few weeks has been Fred, which is... Yeah, and I, I've, I've been saying most of the season he's probably their best player, and I don't even mean it jokingly, sadly, sadly no. for them. I know a few people who are United fans and I don't really have much of a football conversation with them because you can't. Um, but he's probably been one of their better players and more consistent performers. I mean, he's not going to give you a 10 out of 10, but he probably gets by with a 6 to a 7 most weeks. Um, Say so the, the back line. He, he, FPL-wise, you get a not on out of Wamba Saka. You don't get points for tackles, so mm, forget it. Absolutely. 
Shaw can't seem to stay fit. They've had Williams in there every now and again. (laughs) Uh, Who else have they got about? Lindelof. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, Maguire. Most expensive defender in the world, Maguire. If you're stupid enough to spend eighty million on him, and, and then you, you're stupid enough to let him think he's a actual viable option for FPL, then maybe this isn't the game, and maybe football's not the sport for you. Imagine Ed uh, Woodward's FPL team. Oh Jesus! I, I, I wouldn't want to go there. <laughs> uh, That's going to be fascinating, though. I mean, outgoings. Does 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 Phil Jones get a move this window? Or is, oh God. Is he, uh, Rojo's, is he on the way out? Rojo's got to go to Everton one of these years. Well, Everton have got to pick up a United player this window. It's just yeah. what they do. Um, they're, they're, it's got to be... Money on Jones or Rojo to Everton. It's got to be there. It's got to be one of them. Yeah. Uh, who else have they got? They've got a lot. They've got a lot of shit. Pogba um, to Everton confirmed. Hmm. Ashley Young, left-back confirmed. Oh, uh, Beautiful. Yeah, not not a lot there for me. Uh, I mean, maybe if there is FPL options in Dan James, but he's he's so one dimensional. Yeah. I don't think he's done anything since the first week of the season. <laughs> no, he he's got seventy two points to be fair to the lad, but he literally just gets the ball into down the line and hopes that someone bumps into him so he can win a free kick. Um, there's not a lot more else to his game. I think Martial is frustrating. Yeah, I've added them twice and sold them. I think in the so, time that we've been playing FPL, but he's so frustrating. Like he Christmas period, they picked up fifteen points against Newcastle, eight points against Burnley, but the two weeks prior to that, two points, two points. Last weekend, or however you want to put it, last game against Arsenal, two points. Um, home to Norwich this weekend, so we'll probably get ten, <laughs> and then mm. they play they play us, so two. Um, if he's fit so, yeah FPL options I've got Rashford because he's the only goal threat from United and yeah. if they do score 85% of the time it's him or he's got an effect on it and I've got Greenwood purely because he's cheap uh, sorry Mark I've got two um, but there's not a lot there they do need a massive overhaul and I don't even think obviously the manager's the right person for that oh, job anyway on, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, they're, they're a toxic club, and the 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 longer they they struggle and, and in turmoil, the absolute better. Yeah, I think they've been linked with a few midfielders as well. Which I mean, as we mentioned, when Fred's your best player, you probably need a midfielder. Um, well, unfo- well, Jetson Fernandez. Fernandez. I think they've been linked with Chan as well, but I hope he doesn't go there because it would mm. be something. Mm, but Jetson Fernandez on Sky Sports has the favour the move to West Ham. <laughs> so if you're if you're turning down United and Naughty Gun Associates to go and play for Davy Moyes at West Ham just shut your club down yeah. I have no <laughs> idea what type of player he is but that is just, funny just, just implode and just give your stadium to Salford FC or something and just just go away just give up because mm. if you're getting turned down to go to West Ham and Davy Moyes then I'm sorry you've, you've failed Manchester United legend, uh, but yeah, if they they really need a midfield, I think they've been linked. They were linked with like Bruno Fernandes and stuff in the summer. That's seemingly not going to happen now. Don't go there, Marichan. Like, just don't. <laughs> I like you. I don't need to hate you. Um, um, 
I think they've been linked with like Sean Long stuff as well, like really. <laughs> really? <laughs> just 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 I yeah, don't, just laugh. Just I don't laugh. I know they like score against you like long staff brothers, but that doesn't mean you need to buy them. <laughs> no. Uh God. We did that with like Bogdan. It doesn't work. Um but yeah, that they, they they are a mess and we'd probably need a whole podcast to discuss what how to fix them. Um I can't really think of many other teams that I mean there is obviously teams that need to look at buying stuff like Crystal Palace. They really need a striker um, and stuff like that, but we, we won't speculate on that. Um, but let, let's look at our actual transfers for our actual FPL teams on an actual FPL podcast. Um, I've already done two whilst we've been chatting the shit. Um, so I'll tell you how I've ruined my team. Um, well, I say ruined. I got rid of Aurea and brought Gomez in because we like clean sheets when he plays. And if he doesn't play... You, given our next two fixtures... It's a fuck him. Fuck him. And that, 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 fuck that's him. the only, that's the only thing I don't want to do it. I've, I've had Alisson. I got rid of him when he got injured. Mm. I was going to bring him back. I never. And he just keeps clean sheets for fun. So that's I'm not going to bring him back. It's risk free. He's only 5.2. Risk free. Yeah. Probably, yeah. But these two fixtures are, are just, they're just niggling away like we might not we might not keep a clean sheet in one of them. So I'm just not gonna bring Alison in. Do you wanna know the even more stupid thing I did? And I didn't realise until I did it. I replaced prob- I, pre- I replaced Maris with Sun. <laughs> so like I've kind of oh. fucked, I've kind of fucked myself there, but Do you wanna hopefully stop the podcast and shut your FBL account down right now? It's <laughs> oh, alright. So, uh, uh, he can he can like I don't know, Gomez can score a hat-trick and Son can score a hat-trick. It's all good. Yeah. We're good. Ugh. We're good. We're good. But anyway. I'm, I'm so in that, the, that, that's I'm, you. Yeah, I'm in the top mill. That's all I wanted in life. Um, but I mean, yeah, I just I just gambled the fact that Kane's out. If they don't score against us, so be it. But the rest of the games in the season, I mean, they're not against strong defensive teams. And the longer Kane's out, the better in that regard. But I can always fuck him off and go, pretty much anywhere else apart from Man City lads and our lads. Um but yeah, that that's what I'm gonna go with. I do have other problems in the team. But uh yeah, or Aurier was my biggest one I think because albeit his attacking output can be good. He's shit. I know he can he can put in a good cross but like he literally Going backwards, he's terrible. he's terrible. Yeah, I mean, if they were he, playing... he'll get he'll get terrorised this weekend. We know that. If, yeah, if he's playing. Yeah, they, like, and the thing is, he's probably had the first name in their defence as well, which sums their <laughs> sums up their problems. Um, but yeah, it's uh, so hopefully Aurier doesn't get like free assists now that I've took him out. Um, but what what are you thinking? At the moment, I am not making a change. Ooh. However. That depends on what our Brenda says of Leicester. If Vardy's back this weekend, mm. home fixed against Southampton, I quite fancy a, a clean sheet and a couple of goals there. Considering the one nine nil in return fixture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that one. I don't know why, but I did. Um, if Vardy's back in, then no transfers. If Vardy is going to be missing this week, I mean, unless he's still out on WKD and Benidorm was celebrating the the kids head or whatever. Uh, I'll, I'll make a change purely just to bring 
a more recognised striker in um, for this week. Maybe Jimenez or somebody along those lines who who is you know who's going to get you some points. Um, but yeah, as it stands right now, my team lines up with uh, Henderson in goal for Sheffield United at home to West Ham. So hopefully another clean sheet there. Uh, Lundstrom in defence also with him. Uh, Soyon Chu and Trent. Uh, midfield five of Madison, De Bruyne, Ismail Assar, Sadio Mane and Delhi Ali. And then a front two of Rashford and Vardy, both home games, both against teams in the bottom three. So I would hope for goals there. Um, my bench options, Greenwood, uh, Mepham from Bournemouth. I'll tell you why in a second. And Martin Kelly from mm. Palace. Uh, I brought Mepham in only because I had a defender. I can't think who. And he was injured. So I just brought in somebody who was the same price who plays every week. And I know Bournemouth can't really keep clean sheets and they don't do much. Um, but if the worst comes to the worst and you know, like we've had recently Soyon Chu's not played and then maybe if Trent was rested for the game, which he's not going to be obviously given our next two, but a defender who comes in, who, who plays and... You're going to get one point. Yeah, I'm going to get a point best of done, aren't I? So... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was that. I'm sort of hanging on till the end of January for the wild card. Now that it's back in play, um, just to see if there's a a few interesting players who come into teams or move from. Mm. There's always that uh, striker who joins like a shit team and like gets five goals in a week or something, isn't it? Yeah, there, there, there'll be someone who will come in from somewhere. I mean, I don't know if anyone's going to go for them, but. Pablo Alcacer or Paolo Alcacer mm. at Dortmund. Yeah. Now that Haaland's gone there, he's he was always on the bench anyway. Uh, mm. I think he's linked with Madrid. West Ham. <laughs> West Ham. West, West Ham are linked with every striker in the bloody <laughs> world. Yeah. I mean, he, what, Atletico or Real Madrid? Uh, Atleti, I think it was, which is oh, obviously right. affects us in the Champions League, I suppose. But they're interesting Cavani as well, aren't they? Yeah. He might be for the summer, but. I mean that their their striker option is currently Morata or nobody, <laughs> so they need well, strikers. Just keep it as that, please. I'll do as well, Yeah, you can fix yourself in the summer. It doesn't matter about mm. just stop, just don't become good again in like the next month. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, we we all know the January transfer window doesn't get going until the last forty eight hours, anyway. Really, pretty much. Um, so I'm kind of just holding on to a wild card for that, and I do want to bring Allison in. I'll get these two fixtures out of the way and then maybe bring them in for our double game week, which we obviously we're going to touch on next pod. Uh, yeah, so that that's me. I am probably going to captain Rashford at home to Norwich and mm. um, vice-captain Manny um, because it's either captain or vice-captain. If we're at home, he gets the captaincy. Uh, yeah. So that'll be the week after against United he gets the captain's armband, but probably Ooh. Rashford this Ooh. week. That's risky, that one. But we'll talk about that next week. Um, yeah, I'll go for my team. Um, Pope in goal because my backup is McGovern. So, you know. Um, Trent, Gomez, Sionchu at the back. Um, Salah, um, he's my vice-captain at the minute. Then Son. Yeah, fuck, fucked up that one. Um, Villa, Villa, De Bruyne against Villa. Um <laughs> 
I saw I saw the AVL and just read it out. Uh, that's how my brain works. Uh, De Bruyne against Villa, that should be a good fixture. Um, Richarlison at home against Brighton, again, should be a good fixture. Calvert-Lewin, um, Jimenez against, home against Newcastle, who have about a million injuries. Um, and then Vardy at the minute is my captain. Um, but yeah, as, as you say, that... I think they have a League Cup game either tonight or tomorrow, so that'll be interesting to see if he plays. Um, tomorrow, as we record on Tuesday, it's tomorrow they play as the Manchester Derby tonight. Oh, good. Something to watch. Um, so, yeah, Vardy's my captain at the minute, but that can obviously change um, if something happens, which also that also means that Lundstrom's on my bench, which usually means he gets, like, seven points, so everyone play Lundstrom. Um, so, yeah, that that's my team. I'll keep Vardy captain for now, but that can change. Um, I might just do something stupid like Captain Richarlison or something, and then he gets two points. Um, but yeah, that that's it. Um, I, I f- won't go into plugs and stuff because pretty much this is all I got on at the minute. Um, but yeah, as as you said earlier in the podcast, there is a, a Friday kickoff. So if you're listening to this on on Friday, scramble. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Friday Friday game. I think it's like Southampton against somebody. Um, but yeah. And enjoy your week, people. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.